Recently, our CME group conducted a closed roundtable audio recording focused solely on the issue of integration of biomarkers into breast cancer management, and this four-hour discussion clearly revealed how problematic some clinical pathologic correlations are in clinical practice as typified by the next case. This is a 60-year-old retired nurse who noticed some redness over her right breast in 2007 towards the end. At that time, she was found to have a mess in the right breast. The biopsy showed grade 3 ER negative, PR negative infiltrating ductal carcinoma. The HER2 new was 2 plus by immunohistochemistry. The FISH testing was done, and the ratio of the HER2 new gene to chromosome 17 was 2.06, which is borderline. So before we go any farther, let's just start with that before we even get into the case. Where was the FISH and the IHC for HER2 and the ER from that? Where was it done? Yes. This is a patient, actually, she had her biopsy up in North Florida, and it was sent to Empath. And they looked at many cells, and at the end, the ratio was 2.06, but I didn't have the number of copies of the HER2 in the report. What did you think, Chuck, about the report itself and what's going on in terms of her HER2 status? On both IHC and with the fish, she came in the equivocal range. The facility was, you know, asked to look at more cells, and she just had a biopsy that came back in that equivocal range. So... Correct me if I'm wrong, but, for example, the task force, the American College of Pathologists and ASCO that put together with Antonio Wolf in charge of it, again, they would have considered equivocal, but she would have been eligible, correct, to go into the adjuvant trastuzumab trials because it was over two. Correct. That was the cut point used in the adjuvant trials. Anything in terms of what to look for when you look at a report or think about a lab and trying to decide whether or not they know what they're doing? Well, I, mean, I think to me the most important thing is finding pathologists that will talk with you on the phone, quite frankly. You want to have a sense that they have done the things that are possible for pathologists to really give you an answer that they're doing the quality assurance, particularly in terms of the fish testing. I mean, you like to see the ratio. It's nice to see the fish copy number, some sense of how many cells they were counting and would they be willing to count more, do some extra things. But there are clearly cases where the results are going to be equivocal because HER2, like everything else that we measure, is representative of a biologic spectrum. And you've got the gray zone, so to speak, that is going to be there in a certain number of cases. So what happened? At that time, we did the PET-CT fusion scan. It was only positive in the right chest wall and the right axilla. We started her and we gave her four cycles of dose-dense AC chemotherapy on time with the Neulasta support. After that, and because of the HER2 by fish of more than two, she was given weekly Taxol and Herceptin for a total of 12 weeks in a row. She never missed a week. During the dose-dense AC chemotherapy, she had minimal response, but she had marked clinical response in the right breast and the right axilla after the 12 weeks of Taxol and Herceptin. She tolerated the treatment very well, and the MAGA scan ejection fraction was the same after the treatment compared to the baseline. After that, we sent her for surgery. She underwent a right-modified radical mastectomy and axillary lymph node dissection. The pathology showed the breast with extensive tumor emboli in the dermal and lymphatics, but no viable tumor in the breast itself. 
and one out of eight positive lymph nodes involved by carcinoma in the right axilla. The patient was sent for radiation therapy. She started radiation therapy to the right chest wall as well as the right cervicofibular area, and we maintained her on her septin while taking radiation therapy. Ten days before she was supposed to finish the radiation therapy to the right chest wall completely, the radiation oncologist noticed a 5 millimeter nodule above the scar in the right chest wall. The biopsy of that was done by a dermatologist showed invasive ductal carcinoma. We were very surprised that she had that while taking radiation therapy and her septin. We tested that recurrence of 5 millimeter nodule for the new By her sept test, it was zero, and by fish testing, it was 1.43. So at this point, Chuck, what are you thinking about her HER2 status? Uh, I mean, clearly the recurring disease was HER2 negative, and you know, is that reflective of just a heterogeneous tumor population in somebody who had a very large inflammatory breast cancer that the HER2 overexpressing portion responded and what remained. You know, I think with this, the extent of disease that she had presenting with inflammatory breast cancer, I don't think that's unreasonable. Obviously, you know, when you look at the absolute differences between this testing and the testing that was done in the initial place, you can wonder about what well, was the first test accurate. But again, the relative lack of response that was seen with the AC and the rather marked response to the paclitaxel herceptin to me means that it, even if I got that specimen down, tested it, it still behaved that there clinically was benefit to it. But clearly there was a persisting fraction that was indeed HER2 negative and resistant to her septum. So can you bring us up to date? Yes. At that time, the patient underwent a PET-CT fusion scan after the documentation of the local recurrence. And to our surprise, unfortunately, the patient was found to have uh, increased uptake in the left axilla. That was not palpable by physical examination. She underwent an ultrasound and that detected two lymph nodes in the left axilla. We biopsied those two nodes and both came out as poorly differentiated carcinoma ER negative and PR negative, and the HER2 new was zero by immunohistochemistry and therefore was negative. At that time, we went back to the right axilla where we detected that one lymph node to be positive and we tested it for HER2 new by immunohistochemistry and FISH. By immunohistochemistry, it was two plus, but the FISH testing was negative with less than four copies of the HER2 to gene in the lymph node in the right axilla. Therefore, clearly, the lymph node in the right axilla after treatment, the recurrence in the right chest wall, the two lymph nodes in the left axilla were all triple negative disease. So what did you do? At that time, we worked her up. She had no metastatic disease. And because she had taxol recently, and because she is triple negative, there is some activity for platinums in this disease. And based on Kathy Miller ECAG study showing that patients, when received Avastin, they benefited irrespective of their hormone receptor or HER2 new status, we gave her a combination of Avastin, carboplatin, and gemcitabine. The Avastin was given every three weeks. Carboplatin was given day one and eight at area under the curve of two. And gemcitabine was given at 1,000 milligram per meter square on days one and eight 
with Inulasta on day nine every three weeks, constituting one cycle. She received a total of three cycles. The last actually was on June 1208, where she received the Inulasta post-cycle three. When we started her with this treatment, the patient started having a maculopapular rash just below the line of the radiation in the right chest wall. And the rash has improved markedly. It's still there, but it does not have a papular element to it yet. So what did you think about that rash, Chuck? Oh, this patient clearly has tumor in the lymphatics of her skin. And what I saw looked like the appearance that you see when a inflammatoid chest wall recurrence happens, it tends to be angry and red. And as it's responding, it starts browning out, so to speak. And that's what it appeared to me to be. And the papules were definitely gone, but also the color looked like something that clearly was improved from the descriptions. So this was new actual it's skin disease, disease yeah. that was detected oh, as you were working her up. Right. And, that, and you think that responded to the treatment? Yes, it responded very well. So that's where she's at right now? Yes. So how do you put this whole thing together, Chuck? I mean, it appears that she developed this hormone receptor negative high-grade inflammatory cancer in her right breast that apparently had some heterogeneity in terms of HER2 overexpression. It was not terribly responsive to the AC, but then with the Herceptin, I think there was clearly a very marked effect. The tumor initially in the breast had an area of enhancement 8 by 4 centimeters. The axillary node was 2.7 by 1.5. So at the time of the mastectomy, she had had major tumor reduction. Unfortunately, that portion of the tumor that was not HER2 positive did not respond, did not respond to paclitaxel. And she's acting the way patients with dermal involvement will act, where you get the tumor extending just beyond the edge of the radiation field. It's not unusual to see it move across to the contralateral lymphatics, but fortunately with alternative chemotherapy combined with Avastin, it looks like she is having a response, and I believe the plan was to repeat her PET scan after this cycle to get some sense of what those axillary nodes are doing on the opposite side. What do you think about the use of PET scanning in general in managing breast cancer? Where do you think it's appropriate? Do you think it's overutilized, underutilized? I think my primary use of the PET scanning personally is to try and help assess responses two therapies, particularly when I have disease that's predominantly skeletal or in lymph nodes where, you know, the lymph nodes, lymph nodes not going to go away. So if you've got slightly enlarged nodes that have a lot of activity, I tend to use it there. If I can see something clearly on CT scan, I don't tend to do it. Not really used it personally for neoadjuvant monitoring per se, because I think if the tumor is responding clinically, it's going to be responding on the PET, so I don't feel like it really adds information that's going to direct my therapy in some way.